G'day listeners and welcome to today's episode of the Keeper League podcast. We're the AFL fantasy podcast that doesn't talk about the superstars. We only talk about the lesser knowns and the players who are going to bring value to your draft and Keeper League teams. My name's Heft and today I am joined by Checkers of Marmalade Oz. How you going, mate? Cheers for having me back in here. It's good to see you. First yeah. time this year. Yeah, it's hard to uh, keep you out of this place, actually. You're always <laughs> putting your hand up to do stuff and uh, you're pretty happy to be in there. So, no, it's uh, good to have you back, mate. Um, what have you been up to? Uh, just off season. Yeah. What <laughs> is off season? Lots of cricket. <laughs> Not a lot of footy. Wayne's ready to come back. So for people like people that have listened to the show before will know Checkers from the show last year. But uh, just describe to our listeners what you what it is you actually do and things like that. Um, I think at the moment we're making TikToks and Instagram videos. Um, last year was kicking footies over roofs and over buildings and over structures and with footy players and anyone alike. And yeah. This year, who knows what's going to happen. But. <laughs> and off-season looks like cricket content. So, you're getting right around the Sheffield Shield, uh, yeah, Redbacks get, and get stuff Yeah, getting around like the Redbacks. We're bringing the Shield home this year. <laughs> it's been way too long. <laughs> I'd love to see it. love to see it. But you are a uh, diehard St. Kilda fan. Those people are watching the video are looking at your lovely uh, retro Guernsey. Uh, how did you become a St. Kilda supporter, being a SA boy and all that? What's the uh, game? I actually went for Port Adelaide in the early 2000s and then had a bit of a family connection to... Um, a few of the coaching staff there and my great-grandma lived near the Oval and did a little bit of work there early days. So, yeah, yeah. just jumped across. and Fair enough. Yeah. Been Family connections. Since. Can't really beat that, really. But anyway, um, we'll move into the actual team itself. So, St Kilda, you got a new coach this year, back to Ross the boss line. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, in the past, he's been naturally defensive and it's been a bit gross to watch. And I know there's not a lot of fans of his type of footy, but uh, I guess... I thought Ratton was on the right path, but yeah. you just have to take what you're given. And uh, I've put down in my notes, if you're worried about Ross, at least we've got Lenny Hayes, Robert Harvey, and Brennan Goddard all came back to the club as well. So it's like, yeah. you got to look at like, the positives there as well. And I feel like it might have an influence on the way he coaches. And yeah, a bit of, yeah, a bit of feedback having there. Having those ex-players there sort of, he's, he's brought in some good types, you know. So his first move was to bring in those types. And I guess that was a good move. So yeah. Uh, what type of um, game are you expecting him to play and what's its impact on fantasy? Well, I mean, it, the Max King going down and all the forwards going down has helped his yeah. <laughs> defensive sort of structure because normally in the past he's been real low scoring, um, not a lot of goals kicked in sort of his yeah. sort of coaching methods. Fantasy-wise, from memory, it wasn't too bad, though. Like, too bad, it was quite but possessive I mean, and- game scoring-wise, it wasn't based around kicking a lot of goals. Yeah. It was a lot of defensive yeah. gameplay. Yeah. might not be bad if, like, chip kicks around the ground and fantasy and things like that, like kicking backwards and... Yeah. But yeah, I mean, no key forward and a defensive coach sort of like works out all right in the in a way. Yeah, we are, well, we are here to talk about fantasy today, so we don't really uh, mind too much on how they're actually <laughs> going to play as long as they score some fantasy points. So we'll get stuck into a few players. Um, as always, this preseason, I've been separating players into undervalued breakout contenders and stash options. So. First player that I think is undervalued is Hunter Clark. Just purely because he showed so much promise, I guess, in his second season. He had he averaged 77 in his second season. But since then, he's just, you know, never strung it together, whether it be injuries or form. Um, do you think it could finally be his year? Or yeah, you say I that so. I've been pretty big on him on Twitter and things like that. So um, I went through some of his stats, I think, a couple of weeks ago on my Twitter. And he's had like a broken jaw, broken nose, AC joint, facial fracture, all in like the last like two you years. It. So it's crazy. Like he gets back on the park for like two games, injures himself again. But they're not crazy injuries. Like it's no ACL. There's no like 
shoulder eco. You know, those, those, shit, those, those big injuries that like really can derail a career, like a hip flexor or something, you know, like we've not seen anything crazy that's going to derail his career, like a broken nose and a broken jaw. You can come back from and play footy from very, f- yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but back in 2021, there was a five game stretch. I remember this so vividly because it was like his breakout bit and he had a five game stretch. He averaged 94. I mean, it might be clutching at straws. It was two years ago and just a five game stretch, but that was just like the potential that he, showed he could be like a 94 95 averaging midfielder halfback yeah um so if he gets fit and gets on the park and doesn't get any broken noses or facial fractures this year <laughs> that's what i hope he can get to like yeah. you know he's, he's been so much potential we just have never seen it in full flow we've only seen it for five games in a row so yeah you are you are 100 correct like it's it's been unlucky stuff not yeah, super damaging to career-wise. So, you just need to hope that he can hold it together for a season and we should see some value there. So, he's one I really like and should slide down in drafts just given his averages over the last few years and the number of games he's played. Um, speaking of guys who've been injured, uh, Nick Caulfield. So, had an awesome season in 2020 in the COVID year, regressed a little bit in 2021 and then missed all of last year with an ACL injury. Well, they always say ACLs are, are two-year injuries, but um, what's your take on his future this year and going forward? He's another one who showed a little bit of promise stuff half back just before he got injured and it was sort of like things were looking really up for St. Kilda like they had Hunter Clark and Caulfield in the same draft I think they'll pick seven and pick eight as well it's like back to back picks yeah um, and then they both got injured and it was like <laughs> and I mean Billings was down at the time as well so it was like a first round pick and everyone was just like so upset like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's three high picks but I mean Billings was injured last year too yeah so imagine getting all three back in the park and I think that'd be like a big thing that Ross will want as well is like invest in those high picks that have been at the club for a while get them all back on the park, get them all fit. So I expect, I put a tweet about Caulfield earlier in the year too as well. And I reckon I had a few people comment, maybe he's not best 22, but I feel like he's young, high draft pick. Ross is going to come into this club and just want to start building for the future. Like he's probably got two or three years up his sleeve to yeah. sort of build these guys up. It's not going to be about winning straight away. Yeah. And uh, if he's playing a defensive game set, Caulfield off the halfback flank, probably pretty set for a few chip kick marks. Yeah, I reckon if he's fit and ready to go, he should be in the best 22 considering he was kind of before that. I know he did have a rough 2021, but I don't know. The potential he's shown in the past and just given, he's you know, natural progression and stuff like that. Crazy underpriced in classic as well. I think he's priced just above a rookie price. And yep. probably in most draft leagues, you find he's not even he'd be on the waiver. Yeah, yeah, people won't rank him and stuff so, like that. Yeah, dropping low. So he's definitely one to consider. Um, a player that I just like, um, I owned him. I picked him up in the mid-season draft last year. It's just handy cover, but that's Callum Wilkie. Um, just think he's a handy player to own in fantasy. He doesn't go huge every week, but can put up good scores every now and then. He averaged sixty-eight point three last season and showed his um, ceiling in round twenty-three against Western Bulldogs in round twenty-eight. Um, oh, sorry, round twenty-eight, round eighteen. Um, do you? Recommend picking him up as just a handy bench option later on. There's a heap of these types of St. Kilda, like the um, the stash options for your bench. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. You got Josh Battle, Tim Memory, and Callum Wilkie. Like, they're just so consistently scored. Like they don't drop below like a 50. Yeah. So you're not going to cop like a gross, gross yeah. score, which is real good for draft. Like, you know, that they're just consistently in that 65 60 to, to 80 yeah. bracket. Yeah. And you know what you're getting every week, which can be very handy for draft because someone who's such a roller coaster can derail your week some yeah. weeks, especially if you're playing a top side in your league. Yeah. Um, the stag against Bulldogs, I mean, is a bit of an outlier because we know that like Bulldogs give up a lot of intercept marks in their four yeah, fifty. Like, defenders were scoring really well against them last year. Terrible at like turning a ball over in their inside fifty. Really strong midfield. They pump it in. You know, Wilkie would just dominated with the uncontested marks there. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, him and Membry and um, Josh Battle, I think last year were crazy. Like I looked at their numbers 
and just like there was no real like outliers like didn't have you know any real low games or high games it was just very consistent scoring so yeah now he's one I like just I think he's a handy option I guess continuing on the uh, handy option theme that aren't superstars Tim Membry I love this guy so um we all know that key forwards aren't the most sexy names for fantasy, but Memory's a player who can score pretty consistently. 72 points last season he averaged. Um, also had 13 scores above 70, nine scores above 80. And he also played every game last year, which made him a pretty reliable option. I don't know, in a year where forwards are scarce, I think he's a he's a good take at uh, later on in drafts. Do you yeah, agree? definitely. I think I had him on the bench for a little bit in a few draft leagues. Just very handy cover. Because again, so consistent, like scoring, like he just would bob up for two goals and like fifteen touches every week. Yeah, but with um, Max King, I mean, to be even more focused on him, so it might even help his scoring. I don't I doubt it would decline his scoring at all. I mean, just get more ball use, really. So yeah, definitely, he's kind of yeah. the number one target if, up there. He's, so. he's one of those ones that yeah, in, in a lot of draft leagues, he's probably going to get chopped this yeah. time of year. Like yeah. you know, if you're cutting cutting players off your list. He's on the like I've got him on my team. We keep sixteen. I reckon he's my sixteenth. I reckon yeah. I'm gonna keep him. But yeah. there'd be teams that leagues with like where you keep like twelve or fourteen. Yeah, yeah, like, definitely. Very handy to just pick up. Yeah, because so. I just reckon forwards are going to be scarce. Like. And he's one that will slide down on other people's radars that don't look too deep into it as well. So a few of the numbers in your league just see like memory. Oh no, he's not going to deliver anything crazy. No but yeah, that consistent scoring is what you should be looking at. So yeah, no, I'm a fan of him in a massive way. Um, we'll move on to some breakout contenders now. So um, Machido Owens um, has been likened to Jack Steele in the past, which is uh, who we know is a fantasy beast, um, was given a lot of midfield time in round 11 um, and produced a season high score of 95 then. I think he was concussed in round 13, didn't see him again until round 20, but he was given 63% of the CBAs in round 23, which I think is a really good sign of the future. Do you reckon he could be a breakout player this season? Potentially, if he gets game time. Um, very hard to St. Kilda because like a lot of these types floating around like Jack Bytel and... Um I think there's a few others that are just like on that cusp of the midfield. Yeah. And they're sort of like in that changing of the guard phase where um, Seb Ross is, Seb Ross gonna, go is gonna go out. And then you've got like Zach Jones. Yeah, definitely. Brad Crouch is new to the club, but I mean he's still older. They're probably like, you know, building yeah. that next midfield for the future. Um you might see him play at forward a little bit, especially with Max King out. I'm feeling he could be a contender for some like forward midfield time because he's like 192 centimeters off the top of my head. He might even be a little bit taller. Yep. Big body, yeah. Um, and he had he did play forward a little bit in yep. the VFL. I saw so. Yeah, he's one of yeah. He's it's just about getting him on the park. Yeah, yeah. See if he gets chance. game time. I don't know. He's probably not best twenty two, but if he gets in a bit of a run, we saw last year when he came back. He's stunk it up when he came in early in the year. Didn't get much game time. Yeah, but I think he scored like a ninety five. Yeah, it was and in, in round, classic yeah. like blue. Everyone jumped on him. Yeah, obviously round got injured. Was, yeah. But, yeah, imagine he gets, like, on a little bit of a run, like a four-game run, and you snag a few 80s or 90s for your draft team. It could be all right to have. Yeah, I think just if he gets the right opportunity, he's the type that could score. So, just hopefully he gets it. And he's a breakout uh, contender if he gets that. Um, moving on to some stash options now. Some guys that I think kind of maybe one or two years away from reaching their kind of full breakout in AFL Fantasy. But the first one I really like the look of is Naziah Wanganine Miller. He's just... Like just a silky smooth operator, really. Used on the wing a lot last season. Um, but he's a player that I think St. Kilda just will want the ball in his hands. Um, wouldn't be surprised if he moved to like a halfback flank at some stage and was a distributor around then. Um, yeah, might mean some time, but do you think he could become a good fantasy scorer one day? Definitely. His foot skills are really good. So yeah. um, I think they'll use him for that. They'll put him on the halfback flank for sure. I reckon that would be his move this year. Yeah. Um, and I mean, he reminds me of Brad Hilbert, just with much better foot skills. So. Yeah, for sure. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I think he's a, I think he's a great player. So um, he's one I really like for the future. Um, another one I really like the start to his career was Jack Hayes, 127 points on his uh, debut last year, wasn't it? In his first game, also had 105 in round five as well. So another one that the fantasy, especially the classic world, were really licking their lips at. Um, did his ACL though in round six and missed the rest of the season. I reckon he's had another injury setback in yeah, the pre-season. Yeah, I think it's a foot injury from memory I saw. But yeah, yeah, I, I mean. He looked unreal in those first few games and we thought he was going to be like a next level player, but I'm just worried. He's what, 27 or 28 now? So yeah, he's, he's getting, getting, getting older. He's he just coming off an ACL. He's scoring the samples pretty good, but like, you know, it was a, like a good, like it was a real like feel good story last yeah. year. Like it, it blew people away. We didn't expect that, that ton in the first round. We thought maybe he might score like 40. Yeah. Um, and I just think don't be expecting like a hundred when he comes back. Yeah. People might think that, you know, that's just the sort of player he is. But I, I thought it was like crazy. I thought it was well above what he was capable yeah. of. And it just might not, you yeah. know, might be a little bit that's, flattening coming back. That's kind of why I've got him as a stash. Because it's like, he may be good, he might not be. But he's worth kind of holding on to just in case. Yeah. I mean, in my head, I'm thinking in my head is like other people... Um, would overrate him in a way like people see his name and think he's a yeah, gun so if you had there. him on your bench it could be a good trade option like you could yeah. get you could get overs for him yeah perhaps yeah especially if they don't know that injury setback for this year as well <laughs> um, Marcus Windhager is the last player I want to talk about so 18 games in his first season um, played up forward for a lot of the season but he was recruited as a midfielder put up some good scores towards the end of the year um, and his better scores were when he played in the midfield another one that had um, a high percentage of centre bounce tenances over his last few games so he actually had 61.4% of the attendances over his last five games. Um, I think that's just good signs going forward. Just I'm not sure if I'll see the, we'll see the AFL fantasy breakout this year, but he's one I like for the future. What are your yeah, thoughts? His um, fitness, he won, I think he won the time trial. Yeah, beautiful. He's yeah, got, ticking a lot of boxes. Um, St. Kilda love him. I know that. They post about him all the time. Yeah, that's good. Fans love him. So, yeah, yeah he'll be one for the future. I don't Again, I don't know if the fantasy scoring is just there just yet. Yeah. Um, but he's definitely should be in the best 22. So, yeah, yep. he'll get game time cool. and it will come. So, he's one to have as your stash options there. Um, any other players you can think of that I've missed, you reckon? Yeah, I've got a couple written down. Yep. Um, I mean, I didn't do it in the structure that you've got. That's like, all right. Nah, breakouts or anything like that. But yep. um, obviously, like with Rowan Marshall taking the number one ruck role this year. Yep. No Paddy Ryder around. Max King injured. There's like And Jack Hayes injured. There's a lot of tall timber around. So, I just put Tom Campbell on my list. Yeah. Um, he's got forward DPP, so yep. if he does break into the best 22, yeah, he can be very handy because you can either stash him as a ruck or a forward, which can be handy in draft. Yeah, you know, he's going to hurt Marshall's scoring though if he plays. If he plays, yeah, he will because he's probably not a natural forward, and yeah. Marshall is a natural forward, so you might see. I would still say Marshall takes number one ruck role, but yeah. Campbell would probably take a few more minutes than a normal number two ruck. I will say that people are spooked by um, the end of last season where we saw Campbell come in. And everyone's saying, like, he carved up in the VFL, earned his spot, should be playing, you know, in the first team. He's carved up at VFL his whole career and never been selected as, like, in the side. So, like, people that think, like, Silver's VFL scores last year and said, well, he's, you know, knocking the door down. He's been doing that for, like, five years, really. Yeah, I just like, think in my, if he comes in and has a good game, then Ross might back him in a little bit. So, yeah, okay. That's a um, bit of a way. The other one that could play Ruck is Josh Battle. Yeah. And he's another one that's got that, like, 
pretty handy scoring line where he doesn't really have a bad game. Yeah. So if he goes into the middle a bit more and sees a few more like ruck contests, they'll use him around the ground a lot. Oh, he can do anything, can't Cause he? Because he's, <laughs> he's a strong body, like yeah, yeah. strong bodies. So he can take a lot of the boundary throw-ins. Yeah. So just keep an eye on him because he might like boost his scoring by like five or 10 points, which pushes him into like that 75, 80 range. Yeah. He's that one that you want to play that kind of loose roll across half back. But because he's so handy as like a lockdown, like kind of key defender, then also can go forward and play a key forward role. And I think he's been on the wing in the past as well. Yeah, like he's, he's done been everywhere. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I mean, if he gets like just say a 10% boost in the ruck, it's probably a five to 10 point increase in your scoring. So yeah, he's one to keep an eye on. There. Any um, I put Mason Wood down. I put a tweet out about him earlier in the year because yeah. I stashed him in a lot of draft leagues as well because he averaged 95 in the last five games. Yeah. Obviously, with all the injuries at St. Kilda, I'm worried he's going to go back up forward. He was playing on the wing. Yeah, he was more valuable was, when he had forward status, but now he's only got mid status, I think, this yeah, year and, as well. Yeah, and he's, I mean, he's, I had him stashed on a lot of benches just because he was playing on the wing. I thought he could be a bit of like that 90, yeah. Blake Akers sort of nat five yeah, okay. type role. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if he's going up forward, then just yeah. <laughs> scrap that idea. I saw a couple other people did that. Just have a look at the, I guess, the makeup of the midfield and who's playing on those wings. And then I'm just around one. flagged. Two more. I've got Jack Higgins just flagged to see if he gets midfield time. Um, if you go through his VFL stats and junior stats, he's oh, yeah. crazy. Beast. I think we've spoken about it. I've spoken about it before on here as well. Yeah. But like scoring like, average like 140 or something in the midfield in like under 18. Yep. So never got the chance at St. Kilda, but who knows with the new coach. Just yeah. if, if, if you ever see an increase in, in his yeah. CBAs or anything, just yep. flag it because Jump he'll on. be so low on everyone's. Um, draft rankings and everything you might be able to pick him up real cheap so yep. who knows what will happen just new coach um, and then I've also got Zach Jones he's got real low draft ownership yep. and I feel like there's a bit of mentality because he's a Jones Nathan Jones he's got a bald head everyone thinks he's so old <laughs> Yeah, yeah. he's only 27 I years know, old younger, yeah. um, which is like he's basically the same age as Josh Kelly so yeah. <laughs> um, in my head I thought he was like 30 32 yep. like <laughs> on so, the verge of like a veteran um, but yeah 27 year old midfielder he's obviously had a few injuries the last few years if he's looking like playing though he has been a pretty reasonable scorer like one yeah, that I rounds mean, out your midfield pretty yeah, nicely yeah he could score like decent 85 90 yeah, yeah. and will probably not be on a lot of waivers so yeah. who knows with the new coach they might want to put a bit of grunt in the midfield yeah I don't mind that one just um, um, yeah, so yeah get in there Zach Jones is one that a lot of people just pass over because they think he's a veteran I think I think yeah, I've got that feeling in my head that he was in his 30s, but... Yeah, no, he's a younger player. All right, uh, well, that'll wrap it up for the players we're going to talk about. We'll get into some listener questions in a second. Just want to thank some uh, gold members. So, thank you to Bradley Dunmore, uh, Andy Del Pozzo, uh, Nick Miller, Daniel Lazell, Tim Whalen, uh, Damon Kilman, Brian Miller, Rich Summers, uh, Dion Harper, spelt differently, but he corrected me last year on how to say his name, so I know, I remember. And uh, Ray Luscombe. So thank you to uh, those gold members there. Um, basically, members, you can get access to all of our premium resources on our website, but also you get the satisfaction of knowing you're supporting the podcast, keeping it going each week because, uh, yeah, membership uh, is uh, the thing that makes this thing viable going forward. So thank you to those gold members who have signed up to support the show. If you wish to sign up as a member uh check the link in the description below and uh yeah sign up there all right let's get into some listener questions we'll try to skip over the ones we've already kind of talked about but um yeah the first one comes from at calling ron one um what do you think of our man ryan burns what do you think of him going forward just don't know if he's best 22 <laughs> he gets a couple of games every yeah. year shows so much promise um but yeah i just i don't know if he's in the best 22 there's a lot of players coming back from injury yeah, we've spoken about a few already, like Billings, Hunter Clark, Caulfield. 
I think um, Louis from the Pod Pod is responsible for a lot of Ryan Burns' love because really <laughs> talked him up a couple of years ago and everyone's still kind of hanging on to those words, I think. He was a real um, point of difference rookie, I remember, in his draft. Yeah. In his rookie yeah. year, he came in mid-season maybe and no yeah. one was really on him. He had very low ownership. Yeah. I don't think he hung around too long, but yeah, no. it looked all right when he came in. Um, at Isaac underscore WF, I think we've kind of answered this one, but with Seb Ross um, probably set to fall away in the coming years, is there potential for Mitch Owens and Wing Hager to kick on? I might just rephrase it. Who, if it's like Seb Ross does drop out, who comes in first into that midfield? Wind Hager or Owens? I'd say Wind Hager at the moment. Yep. I think Wind Hager provides a bit more tagging wise and in his role, whereas Mitch Owens is probably very similar to Jack Steele. And yep. if you're going to put Hunter Clark in the yeah. midfield, it's also very similar. So you don't want three Jack Steele. I mean, everyone wants three Jack Steels yeah, in the I'll midfield. Take three. <laughs> but structure wise, <laughs> yeah. structure wise, um, yeah, he might. Might use Windhager before you use Yeah, fair Owens, enough. I Just think. offers something different to the other two. Um, at Pies2211, uh, is it Jack Bytel's season in 2023? I hope so. <laughs> He's another one that's been so injury prone, showed so much promise, but- He actually got put on like a fitness program mid-season, didn't he, yeah, last year? Yeah, so. and he was um, rookie listed and everything. He almost got cut. Yeah, and so he might be struggling a bit. I don't know. Yeah. His scoring's good in the VFL, so- Might just be a, that suited to that level though, unfortunately, I think. Um, at Cursing Fijian wants to know who goes bigger this year out of Caulfield, Windhager and Burns. Who do you think goes the biggest out of those three? I'll say Windhager scores the most, then Caulfield, then Burns. Yeah, I but, agree. I mean, Caulfield just provides that he's a defender. So Yeah. If Caulfield, I reckon, was like not coming off an ACL, I'd probably have him higher, but just because that- It'd be like a second take. half of the year. Yeah. Burner, like the first half might be a little bit slow. Yeah, I agree. Um we talked about uh, Josh Battle, but uh, yeah, do you think there's any danger of well, Ranger J87 basically wants to know, is there any chance Josh Battle gets a fantasy-friendly role or does he go forward to cover King? You said before you kind of think he might get a bit of ruck time. What's the, What do you reckon? Yeah, I th- I'd like second half of last year when they didn't have Ryder for a few games, he definitely played a lot of ruck. So yeah. if they don't go Campbell, if Campbell's in the team, I'd expect Battle to just lock down like he normally does or play down back or whatever. Yeah. But if there's no Campbell, then they run with Marshall solo, then, yeah, Battle will get Ruck minutes. So. And, a, and a bit of forward time as well, probably. Yeah. Um, at Maddie DeSena wants to know, uh, will Jack Billings gain DPP? <laughs> it's hard to tell at the moment. <laughs> fair, fair, but mostly on the wing last Just year. See how, yeah, it's based on last year, yeah. no, but you got to see what Ross does. Who knows? I, I, in my head, I could have so many swaps for that St. Kilda team, like Jack Higgins can go on the midfield, um, Mitch Owens and... He uh, Billings could go up forward. Like there's so much versatility there that we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Till we see a preseason game, so just go wait to see what Ross does. Yeah, exactly. It's so hard to tell this stage of the year, but we should get a good idea in the next couple of weeks. Um, Nick Yates, we've already talked about the Ross line game style, so that's what he wanted to know about. But he wants to know Willie Blood rookies this year. I think he has to a little bit be part of the like the, the agreement is that you've got a couple of years to build the team. It's not really. Like you have to come in and make an impact straight away. Yeah. It's one of those teams where, yeah, they're probably not expecting yeah. to make finals. You know, I mean, everyone well, expects weird, to make you finals. Were, you but- made the finals two years ago and everything was looking up and then it's just gone backwards from there. So, like, given the list profile back then and kind of the way things should progress, you really should have the list that's coming into that finals type, given the age profile and stuff like that. It's just, can it happen on the on the park? I don't really know. They've hit the draft pretty well the last few years. Yeah. Um, so, I feel like- One of those mini rebuilds. Yeah. The yeah. Philippu coming in. Yeah. All the players come back from injury. So, yeah. Hopefully, that kind of turns things around for you guys. Um, yeah. But anyway, that'll uh, wrap it up. Anything to plug? You got anything coming up or what's the go? 
Uh, no, not a lot. Just coming up the footy season, we'll be doing bits and pieces there. So now, hopefully, I don't have to cut this out. But did I hear you're planning a podcast or you're starting a podcast? We've done two episodes so yeah. far. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so what's that one called? Uh, on toast. On toast. <laughs> awesome. And that's just available on all the uh, Spotify. Yeah, Apple, pretty much. That sort Spotify, of stuff. Apple, everywhere. I haven't actually. You've kept that one pretty quiet. I reckon. I haven't really heard that one. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's probably planning to kick into gear during footy season yeah, a lot. Okay. It's just sort of like Bit a, a pre launch. Yeah, right. during footy season, we get a lot of footy names on and yep. footy creators. But at the moment, yeah, just using a few TikTok creators we've met. Yeah, no, sounds good. Well, if so, you need someone, mate, just uh, you know yeah, where I am. Definitely, yeah, definitely. <laughs> we'll have you on when fantasy kicks into gear so we can make it real relevant. Because at the moment, footy guys, they're, yeah, they're yeah, a bit dormant. Enough. They're still yeah. waking up. Fair enough. You need to get the uh, more Redbacks content, I reckon. Yeah. But, uh, we'll wrap that one up. So, um, yeah, we had a live show coming up at the highway with DT Talk on the 25th of February. You're going to make an appearance at that one, aren't you? Yeah, I'll be down there. Yeah, so that'll be good. Uh, get around checkers there. Might get you on stage to do something. Maybe scull some milk or something like that, <laughs> like you're known to do on TikTok. Um, but yeah, we've given Marmalade a plug, so get around them on uh, TikTok and Instagram, Marmalade underscore Oz, uh, for all that kind of great footy content. You've probably seen them everywhere by now, especially after kicking talks with Gil and uh, trying to track down Strawny. So <laughs> bit of that going on. Get around our stuff at Keeper League Pod, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. You can check all that stuff out. And make sure you get around our sponsors, Manscaped. Use the code Keep it 20 at manscaped.com. 20% off in free shipping. What a deal. Get around it. And sign up as a member if you want to support the show. Anyways, thanks, Checkers. Thanks for coming on. And uh, we'll talk to you very soon. We should see you a bit this uh, year on the podcast. So, yeah, it's going to be good to have you on board. Sounds good. No worries. See you, listeners. Take it easy.